the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre recorded. Why does he keep talking about the 2020 election? That's what everybody was asking after Donald Trump did a town hall on CNN last night. Of course, that was the first question he was asked by the moderator, Caitlin Collins, who showed the kind of uh, disdain and disrespect she'd never dream of showing to Joe Biden, of course. And, of course, Trump still believes the election was rigged. He hasn't seen anything to make him change his mind. Maybe he's wrong. But the media seem to have forgotten how many times the Democrats have said that the 2016 election was rigged. YouTube's full of videos with Democrats raising questions about the dependability of voting machines going back several years, even before the 2016 election. One of those Democrats was Hillary Clinton. Remember her? She said that experts had shown that the machines could easily be hacked. Now, this was before the 2016 election. And it was only a few months ago that Hillary said this on CBS Sunday Morning. He knows he's an illegitimate president. He knows. He knows that there were a bunch of different reasons why the election turned out the way it did. And I take responsibility for those parts of it that I should. But, Jane, it was like applying for a job and getting 66 million letters of uh, recommendation and losing to a corrupt human tornado. And so I know that he knows that this wasn't on the level. I don't know that we'll ever know everything that happened, but clearly we know a lot and are learning more every day and history will probably sort it all out. So of course he's obsessed with me. And I believe that it's a guilty conscience in so much as he has a conscience. Yeah, well, <laughs> Hillary, um, she, she's, it's okay for her to have those feelings. Maybe she's right. Maybe they, maybe they rigged it against her. That's fine. And you get accused of whataboutism when you bring up stuff like this. But it's not a whataboutism as it applies to Hillary and uh, Donald Trump. It's whataboutism as applied to the, the reaction to those two from the media and the people that follow them. They just absolutely ridicule and trash Donald Trump for still focusing on the 2020 election. And there she is, four years after the 2016 election, still focusing on how she got uh, robbed somehow. And for some reason, Hillary wasn't dismissed as a bitter old woman for saying all that stuff, as Trump is now. Meanwhile, Democrats are all over Twitter saying that they're really mad at CNN for giving Trump a forum. And the audience was trashed for having the nerve to show support for their candidate. Ratings were great for CNN, which is a new experience for them because they've been in the toilet for several years. But Trump is the best thing to ever happen to CNN. And you can bet that management's rooting hard for him to get the nomination. And Trump, of course, is being called a liar by most of the people working at the outlets that refuse to cover the story about Joe Biden's family getting millions of dollars from foreign companies. How much credibility do they have? And try to imagine Joe Biden. For one second, try to imagine Joe Biden doing a town hall on Fox News and being questioned by someone as aggressive as Caitlin Collins was last night with Trump. He wouldn't last 10 minutes before he'd be uh, drooling on himself and have to be escorted out of the studio. 2024 uh, campaign is just getting started, and it's going to be nasty. Get ready. When we come back, a story that's not getting a lot of attention amid all the insanity this week. The Biden administration is doing its best to make it harder for you to wash your clothes and your dishes. And in our second half hour, how the Biden administration's push for electric cars is bad for everybody, but especially bad for black people. Stick around.
Are you a writer who's devoted your time to writing a book with Christian morals behind it but need help to get it published? Maybe you wrote a children's book, your memoirs, a devotional, or a mystery with strong moral values at its core. Covenant Books has helped faith-based authors publish, edit, and sell their books through Christian bookstores and major online book retailers. Plus, if you call now at 800-255-9500, we're offering a free writer's guide to help you through the publishing process. Our experienced and dedicated staff will review and notate your manuscript with an editor's eye. Then our page designers will format your book to create the appropriate experience for your readers. And if needed, Covenant's talented illustrators will bring your book to life. Most importantly, Covenant Books will help tell your story by printing, marketing, and distributing your book through specialty Christian bookstores and major online book retailers like Amazon, Apple, and many others. Covenant Books, let us help tell your story. For your free writer's guide, call 800-255-9500. That's 800-255-9500. 800-255-9500. Are you considering a unique way to enhance your investment knowledge this year? Then sign up today for the all-inclusive Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Along with our trusted partner, The Money Show, we're setting sail this December to explore some of the most beautiful and unspoiled destinations in the Caribbean. But this is no ordinary vacation. It's a chance to learn from top Eagle financial experts like best-selling authors George Gilder, Mark Skousen, and others who will be hosting a series of workshops and seminars throughout the trip. Imagine lounging on the sun deck while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals. Or enjoying a gourmet dinner at the same table with one of our leading financial authorities. This once-in-a-lifetime cruise is a perfect way to combine education and relaxation to achieve your investment goals. This cruise will sell out quickly, so visit EagleFinancialCruise.com today to learn more and to secure your cabin. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk, and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major your investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com Click on the radio listener screen to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, with all the insanity going on right now at the border and with the frenzy over Donald Trump, uh, maybe you haven't spent a lot of time worrying about your dishwasher and your washing machine. But you know who has been worrying about those things? Joe Biden, or at least the people who tell Joe what to worry about are worrying about him. Um, Daniel Turner is the founder and executive director of Power of the Future. He joins us now. We're going to talk about a big executive uh, decision that was made today. But uh, thanks for being on the show, uh, Daniel. First, I, I want to ask you about... Um, the the, uh, the gas stoves and the and the in other words they we were we heard that they were not coming after our gas stoves right before they came after our gas stoves so why are our washing machines and dishwashers next and thanks for being on the show oh it's always great to be on your show and and 
Yeah, they said this wasn't happening, and now that it is happening, they're saying, well, it's actually a good thing that it's happening. Um, this is all part of, of Biden's larger green agenda. Um, and when it comes to the dishwasher, people say, well, that doesn't run on fossil fuels, and that's true. But Biden knows that the electric grid uh, right now cannot sustain uh, or, or cannot run the country. Uh, we're producing a less electricity because we're taking reliable nuclear, we're taking reliable coal and natural gas offline and the wind and solar doesn't work it's lousy technology it's lousy machinery and so they have to do everything they can to get us to use less electricity he's putting america on a diet but it's an energy diet and when we're on an energy diet life gets very inconvenient expensive if you're on a dialysis machine it could actually be deadly but biden doesn't care about that he he has an agenda and he's going to push it down your throat whether you like it or not yeah, well, I, I just came back from Canada. I was up there for a few days, up near Lake Erie, and um, I was talking to a couple of people. Just uh, I don't know why it came up in the conversation. So I was out for a walk, and I ran into these two people, and for some reason we got talking. But uh, the woman was ter- telling me about the washing, uh, about how their dishwasher. I, I guess they've done something with dishwashers up there, where you have to wash them twice. So, mm-hmm. so that people, whatever they're trying to get people to stop doing, they're doing it twice as much, which is a typical uh, um, effect of the stupidity of government on this, isn't it? Absolutely, and 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 it's it's because people like Jennifer Granholm, who's the energy secretary who pushed out these mandates, she's not a mechanical engineer. I'm not knocking her. She's a career politician. She was the governor. Congratulations, you know how to get elected. But she doesn't know anything about appliances. She's not an engineer. She's not a, a, a scientist. But why does she have the authority to do this? Well, because she has a political agenda. And so when you have a political agenda, it doesn't matter what the outcomes are. It doesn't matter if you're, you're, what you're doing is good or bad. Or, or All that matters is your desired political outcome. And, you know, ask a lot of your wonderful listeners, how many times do you have to dry your clothes now? Mm-hmm. You say, that's weird. My dryer used to be great. Well, I have a very fancy dryer in this farm that I bought, and it stinks. And you, <laughs> you touch the clothes, and they're still damp, and you do it a second time. And you say, well, boy, I wish I had my grandmother's dryer because it worked. Yeah. And just uh, another experience that I had up in Canada, uh, I went out for a ride. Um, we, we have a place on the lake, and uh, it's beautiful lakefront country, you know, flat up there in, in Ontario along a lake and farm country and I went for a ride on some side roads and there were an unbelievable number of hideous wind turbines spread mm. out all over and I don't know uh, Daniel how often you run into people who have been subjected to this yet because here in western PA I'm, I don't know if I've seen any and that I'm aware of but what people I think are going to be shocked when they are subjected to having these things pop up everywhere. And when I say everywhere, it's, it's really, really just destroys the look of the whole countryside. And I don't know yeah. where, how often that's happening yet, but how, how aware do you think people are of that? Because it really shocked me uh, of how ugly it was. Yeah, well, look at when he was still alive. Uh, Ted Kennedy led the charge to have the wind turbines stopped off of the coast of, of where he was in Hyannisport because yeah. he didn't want his view disturbed. Um, when, when you look at places in fancy Long Island, they have lots of goals to put uh, um, a offshore wind turbine, but it's not going in the Hamptons because those people give way too much money to the Democrat Party. They're not going to ruin their views. So where are they going to put them? And, and what you're talking about raises a really important conversation point that we never talk about with this green transition and that is just how much land is required for this. Yeah. These turbines take up a huge amount of land. They have to be far distances from each other because the blades do create little micro vortexes. Um, so how much land do we need to produce this electricity when you realize that your coal plant could be one or two acres? And, and now suddenly we're talking about hundreds of thousands, quite literally millions of acres of land required for wind, for solar do you, are you do you have any say in that if whether or not they put one in your backyard or your view disappears and again these are the things that that are being shoved down our throat with no input from the american people 
Well, you're an expert on this stuff, so you're a good person for me to ask this because as I was driving around and I went through this area with a ridiculous number of these things looming over everybody, um, how much energy – I mean, you didn't see it, so you don't know exactly what I'm talking about, but you know, if I see 10 or 12 of these things spread out over, I don't know, not a very large area, how much um, energy are they producing and how much are they helping – to reduce whatever it is they're trying to reduce as far yeah, as well, pollution. they're only producing energy half the day anyway. So usually the wind turbines kick on at night because there tends to be more of a breeze, um, and they usually are, are inactive during the day. But they could go days for that activity. It depends upon the wind. Um, and, and so that's a variable that you can't account for. It's the same with the sun when it comes to solar. We know they're only going to work in the daytime, but you could have a lot of days of darkness, of cloud cover, and then they're not efficient. Uh, here's a good equivalency. The largest wind factory in America, the wind, just wind farm, it is in Texas. It's about 100,000 acres of land. And it generates the same amount of electricity as a conventional coal plant would, would, would generate, which is around 800 megawatts of electricity. Now, for size comparison, Manhattan Island is 30,000 acres of land. So this is an this is a, a farm that is three times the size of Manhattan that can only power about one city block. Yeah. So how many of these do we need to power the entire island of Manhattan? Now again, you look at Manhattan. How much available land is there around Manhattan? Well, there's none. I mean, it's called Jersey. How much land is there outside of Pittsburgh? So how far do you have to go outside of Pittsburgh to put these things? And the further you go. Electricity loses, it diffuses over distance, which is why we have these electricity production facilities close to our cities. People say, wow, that coal plant, it's too close to the city. It has to be close to the city. Because if you put it miles and miles and miles away, you would need to produce more electricity because over distances it is lost. So again, these are just all very simple problems of physics that we have to let the American people know are going to be the result. Your land is going to disappear. Your views are going to disappear. For electricity, that may or may not work half the day. Fingers crossed. Let's hope Mother Nature is good to us. It's it's too bad they can't figure out a way to um, to make some phony wind turbines, you know, the actual size of the ones that they're going to put up, and put about 10 of them up, and then let people vote. Here, this is what we're going to do. Here, here are 10 of these things we're going to put up. But when we're finished, there are going to be 50 of them uh, in this area. Mm-hmm. How would you like to have them? They wouldn't get 10% of the vote if, if people saw no. how hideous they are. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. Uh, it's a wonderful publicity stunt. And actually, you know what? I may, I may co-opt that, and we'll, we'll, we'll call them the John Steigwald uh, 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 wind turbines. But oh. that's it's a great point. It, it becomes even more comical when you realize how many fossil fuels are required to make these products. And so you say, well, you're not not using oil, gas, or coal. Yeah. You're just, rather than use it to make electricity, you're making it to make a wind turbine to make electricity. <laughs> so where's the savings? There are no savings. You use more fossil fuels to make electric or to make green technology than if you just burn those fossil fuels directly. And here's the so, thing. So the whole thing is a lie. And this is, the solar panels can be just as ugly. But here's the, here's the thing about the wind turbines that, uh, as, that's why I said if you could put up some fake ones to give people an idea, you don't know what it's like until you get one or you get yeah. 10 of them. It, n- people have no idea how gigantic they are. And, 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 uh, and even the people who are in favor of them, most of them have never been within uh, half a mile of one, much less have it be in their backyard. And that's where the, the, the power of, of government they will protect themselves. They will protect their neighborhood. They will protect their views. They're not, like I said, they're not putting them off the coast of the Hamptons. Uh, yeah. the, the, the ones that they're building in Jersey are not off of the fancy Jersey Shore neighborhoods. It's regular blue class, uh, blue collar, uh, working class Americans. They're the ones whose views are going to get obstructed. And that's the case all the time. And it's one of the big the problems I have, I have a lot of problems with the green industry, but one of them I have is, is what we saw again in COVID. All the rules don't apply to me. Right. You have to obey them, but I will protect myself. I will use my power to protect myself. 
And so what uh, we're talking to uh, Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power of the Future. So what was the big new regulation that was dropped on us today? Yeah, so the EPA decided that by, again, some arbitrary rule a year, I think it was uh, 2040, they have to cut emissions by a, a, a silly amount of money, 90%. Um, they know it's not an attainable goal. What this is trying to do, it is trying to force utilities to get rid of uh, uh, fossil fuels. And, and they're going to say exactly as Barack Obama said in 2008, I'm not going to say, which is you know, how he won Pennsylvania with this line, John, I'll never understand. But he did say, I'm not going to say it's illegal to own coal companies. I'm just going to say if you own a coal company, you're going to go bankrupt. Well, just remember, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania elected John Fetterman. So go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how, how tragic is it, right? Yeah, so well, I mean, this is it, what they do. Is yeah. they, they use government to get rid of things they don't like. So they're not going to make it illegal to burn coal for, 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 for electricity production, but they will put so many regulations on it that, that then the, the, the utility company will be forced to get rid of coal. And then what will the Biden administration say? Look at that. Utility companies are abandoning coal because even they realize how good wind and solar are. It, it, it would be the same as if Joe Biden decided that Big Macs have to come with a $10 uh, a tax. But whoppers, no. Whoppers will give you a buck fifty off, and then they say, "Look at that! Everybody's buying whoppers. Who would have thought yeah. that that's what they buy?" <laughs> they're putting their thumb on the scale for for companies they like. Didn't they? And, uh, quite frankly, they're invested in. Didn't the Supreme Court reduce the EPA's power just a little while ago? It did, and that's why this will go back to the courts. This is a, a, a flagrant violation of EPA versus West Virginia. Um, where, where exactly the court said uh, you are you're overstepping your bounds. It is not for the EPA. The EPA is supposed to protect the environment. It is not supposed to come up with rules to put industries out of business. It's the same as the Department of Energy is not supposed to be the dishwashing uh, industry of America, the dishwashing bureaucracy or the gas hot water heater or your stove. Right. None of these things are their job. But when you are a statist, like Joe Biden, and you truly believe in the benevolence of government, then you use government to do whatever the heck you want it to. Again, funny question for, for, for the Fetterman fans out there or any Democrat. You could have done all this legislatively for the last two years. Why didn't you? Right, Because yeah. they know the American people don't want this nonsense. Well, so they have to use the, 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 the bureaucracy. Here's what Politico said today. That means that Thursday's power plant rule and EPA's recently proposed limits on car and truck pollution are essential to meeting Biden's pledges to curb the United States' contributions to global catastrophe. That's the word mm -hmm. they use, catastrophe. That's the kind of unbiased uh, reporting you get on this stuff. Yeah, and again, China is building two coal power plants a week. So while America continues to punish itself for this green agenda, uh, the, 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 the Communist Party just continues to expand and, and, and make fun of us, quite frankly, and laugh at us. And it's not just Communist China. It's what they call the BRIC nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China. All of them are thwarting all of these green rules. And the scary thing is now the BRIC nations have a larger economy than the G7 nations. So who's going to be in charge soon when the G7 all gets together at their next meeting and they sit down with with the World Economic Forum and Strauss-Kahn and they talk about or, or Klaus Schwab, the new one, and, and Christine Lagarde, and they talk about all the things that they want to do, where the world economic, et cetera, et cetera. The BRIC nations are more powerful. They have a bigger economy and they are they are completely ignoring all of these silly rules. So we punish ourselves and and in the process, our adversaries uh, take advantage. I got less than a minute left, and my favorite uh, moment, one of my favorite moments uh, recently was Senator John Kennedy asking the Deputy uh, Energy Secretary, how much, after we spend these trillions of dollars, will the temperature of the Earth be reduced? And he couldn't even, even imagine a number to give to him. No, but he does know the number that he needs for his green agenda, and he put it at roughly $50 trillion, which is such a laughable number. It shows you all this is made up. It's all capricious. It's all arbitrary. It's all just a political agenda, and that's why we have to fight it with every fiber of our being. 
Well, this all disappears into insignificance uh, when you consider the fact that I had to use paper straws up in Canada. That's another subject for, an, <laughs> for another day. Uh, the, hey, I appreciate you being on, Daniel. We'll talk soon. Thank you, John. Always a pleasure. All right. That's Daniel Turner, Executive Director of Power of the Future. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The end of Title 42 means the end of a secure border. That assessment coming from a senior research fellow at the Heritage Foundation, Simon Harkinson. U.S. Border Patrol agents will face the near-impossible task of stopping mass illegal entry on the U.S.-Mexico border. Harkinson tells the Salem Radio Network without Title 42, the number of border crossings figures to be extremely high. I've heard estimates as high as 600,000 people waiting somewhere south of the border, and I would suspect that all over the world uh, there will be people accelerating their plans. So I think the worst-case scenarios are definitely uh, what I would be considering if I were in charge of policy. Wholesale prices in the U.S. rose modestly last month from March to April. The government's producer price index rose just two-tenths percent. This is SRN News. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on Gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 98. 98, 98, and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. Dr. Sebastian Gorka has lost faith in the system. Doesn't all of this, when you hear it again and again and again, John, the Hunter Biden laptop sitting in the Delaware FBI for years and nothing happening, yeah. is there no point at which you kind of lose faith in the system? Uh, that's a real problem for the future of America. Well, I've said it here on the show today. If they came knocking on my door, I'd say, uh, talk to my attorneys. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before John Steigerwald at 5 on AM 1250. The answer. Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-333-1750. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-333-1750. 800-333-1750. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250. The answer. Weather. 
Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 51. Turning cloudy tomorrow. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 78. It'll be mild tomorrow night with on and off rain. Some heavy, the low 60. As we look to Saturday, expect occasional morning rain. Otherwise, mostly cloudy skies. We'll see a high Saturday of 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, things are starting to get um, serious in the 2024 campaign, and the Democrats have had most of the power for the last two years, and what they've done with it has made it uh, more obvious that they need to lose that power. One important area is the environment and the climate change hysteria. Donna Jackson is Director of Membership Development for Project 21 at the Black Leadership Network. She actually testified before the EPA yesterday in Washington, and she joins us now. Donna, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So what was the meeting about? So there's a new proposal, um, a proposed rule by the EPA, and it's on multi-pollutant emission standards for models year 2027 and later light duty and medium duty vehicles. And basically what they're doing is creating a standard that is so stringent that gas-powered cars won't be able to meet it. Essentially, what they're planning on doing is forcing the automakers to only be able to produce electric vehicles. And just to think about that, they're planning this by 2027. So they want 67% of all new cars to be electric. And then four years from not that time, they want... 100% of the vehicles to be electric vehicles. So you won't have the option of being able to decide what vehicle you want. You have to get an electric vehicle. Now, we know that electric vehicles are far more expensive. We know that they don't have the power grid right now. The vast majority of Americans can't afford electric vehicles. And basically, what they're trying to do is to take away private car ownership from the majority of Americans. And so, and and, and you said uh, that uh, in your statement, I read your statement that you made to the uh, EPA, you said that the rules will uh, adversely affect black people on two continents, here in the U.S. and in Africa. Let's start with the United States. How does it uh, specifically affect uh, black people? Well, you know, in the in the in the uh, United States, it's going to create an economic hardship, and it's resulting in the steepest decline in the standard of living for Black Americans. Black Americans have more single parent households; they have lower median household incomes. We have a higher poverty rate overall than the population, and you know, according to the 2020 census. The median income for black households is only $45,000. That compares to $71,000 for white Americans and $101,000 for Asian Americans. You're talking about uh, uh, vehicles that basically will cost $1,000 a month. That's the, on the low end. And someone making $40,000 pre-tax income cannot afford, cannot even qualify for uh, a a vehicle that expensive. Plus, when you look at the fact that the major, vast majority of America, uh, black Americans um, have are led by single-parent households, then it doesn't fit the lifestyle either. I mean, they live in multi-generational homes like apartment buildings. They don't own their home. There's not electric charging stations that's going to be located in their homes to be able to charge the vehicles, even though they can't even afford them. Um, so it's not practical. Most people that own an electric vehicle today are two-car households. And when you're talking about people who only can afford one car and have already been relegated to the used car market, it's not practical at all. And so the fact that they're sitting down here and thinking that forcing 
taking away the choice from Americans, especially black Americans, to decide what kind of vehicle they are, is going to push more people into poverty. I mean, those in the middle class will be pushed into poverty because they won't have affordable transportation, I mean, reliable transportation to be able to get to their jobs. And those that are in the lower class will never have an opportunity to get out. And that is so wrong because you have a the United States government mandating poverty for a whole group of people in this country. That's basically what they're doing. Because thinking about black communities where there's not a lot of economic opportunities in the community, they have to commute, take long commutes to be able to get to where the jobs are. Not when you take away the fact that they can't have access to a vehicle, then they're going to all be unemployed. That makes no sense. And of course, when they make these standards, what company is going to make uh, gas powered cars or even the parts to fix ones that they already have? It's going to force all vehicles to go up. And that prices everyone, especially black Americans, out of the marketplace. Yeah, and um, uh, as you said, you live. It, it, a lot of it depends on where you live, and this isn't this isn't just a, a black person problem; it's an every person problem uh, for people who live in the city and and uh, don't park their car in uh, where they live, and there's no way to charge it. Um, any indication that anybody is thinking about any of this? No, especially the stuff that you just pointed out about how it affects black uh, Americans. What? Uh, it, it, it seems pretty obvious that that's going to be a problem, and then they don't seem to care about it. They they don't they, they they have this idea, and this this has always been the problem of the real green agenda people. They really want to depopulate the earth, and they don't want negative population. They want to depopulate it, so they want to push everybody into these uh, highly dense uh, urban communities where you have to depend on public transportation and you're more likely to get disease. We saw that during a pandemic. They think about it, but they don't care because it's saving a planet at any cost, even though the real result of uh, the amount of pollution that cars uh, are supposedly supposed to cause are not even real. They're fabricated. But they think about it, but they don't care. I mean, they've already decided that we were the expendable people and that our uh, demise is okay and it's worth the cost. You know, they're sitting there pushing this equity agenda that they claim, that they're supposed to be fighting uh, fighting for equality and financial, you know, equality and everything. But then they are pushing for EV vehicles that are dependent on cobalt, that uh, 75% of the minerals you need are in the Congo actually being mined by slave labor, black slave labor, black child slave labor. The conditions are worse than during slavery in this country, and yet they're perfectly okay with that. Because they didn't, they already decided if the people are too, if black people are too stupid to get an ID card, why would they care about what happens to them here or in another continent? So, and so I think that it's our job to make them aware that it's not just black Americans. A lot of Americans are going to find themselves in the same situation. People in rural communities need reliable transportation. Well, but people aren't. All people, and I don't know about in other countries, but in the United States, they're not buying electric cars, not in the numbers that, that the um, the government idiots want them to. Very few people are buying them. And as you said, there are, there are a lot of um, issues aside from the fact that the cost – it's just that they're they're inconvenient. People just don't want to be bothered with plugging them in, or they can't plug them in. I, I'm I'm wondering though, and we're talking to Donna Jackson of the Black Leadership Network uh, Project 21. She's a director of membership uh, development there. Um, are black voters being made aware of this to the uh, uh, enough? 
uh, as we get closer to the election here. Because, well, I, you know, I don't have to tell you that the, the, that blacks vote in huge numbers for Democrats, and the Democrats are the one the ones who are pushing this. Well, we're trying to make sure that everybody becomes more aware of it. Black voters already know that electric vehicles don't work for their lifestyle. Um, the number of the percentage of new car sales for electric vehicles, 6%, 6%. Everybody knows that. And then the other thing they know is nobody has lived. Nobody in America hasn't experienced blackouts because the, you know, their, the electricity is not dependable. You don't put all your eggs in one basket. If everything is dependent on electricity is going to go up. Everybody understands that. Um, I think that the real, the problem is that uh, these elite black liberals are paid to uh, go along with the narrative. And all of these so-called environmental justice uh, groups that supposedly are black, they get bullied. They're forced to say and go along with what elite white liberals say. You know, um, I don't say that they're the Klan. But if they want, if they uh, didn't do anything differently than what they're doing today, they would sure be white supremacists. But, you know, I think that it's important for everybody to get this message out because your civil liberties are actually being destroyed. They're making decisions for us economically, and those decisions are going to hurt everyone. I was talking to uh, one of the presidents of one of those auto dealer uh, associations. He said that when the Inflation Reduction Act first was signed into law, that uh, electric electric vehicle sales, the orders, were about a thousand from different various companies ordering these these uh, trucks and fleets for their you know so-called companies. The next year and since then, zero. Because what they found out is they don't perform, like you're saying. They're not reliable. They can't do what they're really uh, designed to do. I mean, that's from buses to delivery trucks, all of that. The, 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 the infrastructure and the technology isn't there and is never going to be there because uh, the U.K. has been doing this for decades. It's just the fact that the government is throwing so much money to force people into an agenda that they don't want and nobody, everybody is scared to say something. It's the emperor's new clothes. Mm -hmm. And for God's sakes, I wish somebody would say, you know what, this is fake. And why are we going along with it? I'm doing it. And I know a lot of other people are trying to do the same. And it's about time that black Americans realize that every economic policy that the left has put forward for us has done nothing but destroy our communities. And this one is going to do the same, but the devastation is going to be greater. But that's, I guess that's the frustrating thing or the, or the thing that's, that's hard to understand is that I don't think too many people disagree with what you're saying. And to me, it's kind of like the school choice issue. You talk to most, uh, you see most polls and, and they show that, Black voters are in favor of school choice, but they continue to vote for the the uh, the party that hates not only is against school choice, hates it and fights it as with everything they have to prevent it from happening. And so this is the same kind of a situation. You have um, you have the the very party that is creating the problems you're describing is only winning because of the percent because of the support it gets from black people. If black, if if they dropped ten percent, the the Democrats would never win another election. You know, if they if the, if blacks showed up ten percent less for them. And I think that we have to do a better job at messaging because we have to go and actually not assume that we can't win those votes. Um, conservatives are afraid to really go into those places where African Americans are because they automatically assume that they're not going to go with the program. Right, and they we we will. So we just have to be not afraid. You know, I was just thinking, I was just reading an article this morning, and it's something that I say all the time, you know, forget about the names they call you. They're going to call you names. Those words don't mean anything. But don't assume that they won't receive your message because they're very well aware of it. 
but we just have to not be afraid to engage people so that they can understand that, yes, we do want you. We're not the supremacist everybody tells us, and we're looking out for your best economic. We're looking at, we're actually working to help you. And I think that that's the, 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 the bridge that we have to, 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 to um, we, that's where we need to bridge our, our ideals with. So if we stop being afraid and just go into the communities and give them the truth, they understand because that's what they believe, but they just assume that we don't want them there. They know how badly they're treated by the left. That's mm-hmm. why they're all, they say to me, all, when I talk to elite black liberals, you know what they say to me? Nobody's censored more than that we are. They say that. And, you know, and I used to say, no, you don't know what you're talking about. We're, con- we're uh, conservatives are, you know, censored more. Then I realized they were telling the truth because they're not allowed to say we're against this, you know, that these are stupid ideals, not doing homework, not having, uh, not looking at merit, not making sure that the kids are competitive and can read. They understand that. They know what's happening. But we don't set, engage them because we already assume that they that's not a vote we can win. And so I think that that's the turnaround, just opening up, not being afraid, have these conversations. And once we have these conversations, everybody will see we're on the same play. We're on the same side. And then we'll begin to gain more because I know that there's a lot of bullying tape that's taking place. Of course, there's a lot of bullying you know, because the left has had a long stranglehold on uh, minority communities. But I think that we can gradually start to pick away with that. We saw that with President Trump. He had won the largest percentage of minority votes ever for a Republican because he engaged. So we need to learn and engage but Donna, and make sure the messages ring through. But Donna... Uh, Donald Trump is a racist. That's that's what that's the message. That's the that's the one they get from the media. Well, if he's a racist, we need more of them because <laughs> I don't know any racist that actually helped minorities the way they did. Record low unemployment, record low home ownership, record I mean record high home ownership, record high um, entrepreneurship. You know, uh, opportunity zones. If that's what a racist is. I say get us more of those. Hey, hey Donna, I, I, I wish you were getting a little more help from the media on that, but I'm, I'm glad to have you on the show anytime. I appreciate you coming on. I'm out of time. Okay, thank you so much. It was a pleasure being on the show. I appreciate it. Okay, that's Donna Jackson, Director of Membership Development for Project 21. We'll be right back. When you have errands to run, do you like to run all over town or do you try to make as few stops as possible? It's nice when you can get everything in one place, isn't it? This is Beth Andrews from NetWorth Advisors. I believe the same is true for retirement planning. You shouldn't have to go to one place for tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why NetWorth Advisors was started. I wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement planning. We're more than just convenient. We're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with the NetWorth Advisors team to talk about your retirement, call 800-426-1428. That's 800-426-1428. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. NetWorth Advisors, 800-426-1428. Firm offers insurance services but does not provide legal advice. Networth Advisors LLC is a registered investment advisor. Wesley is a truck driver. I drive a truck and I love what I do. A truck driver with IRS troubles. They told me I owed them $43,000. It got really bad. <laughs> Quite a few letters in the mail. They were talking uh, about wage garnishment coming after my house, my car. Yeah, they, they don't play around. I seriously thought that I was going to lose everything. One sleepless night, Wesley finally made a call to Optima Tax Relief at 2 a.m. Kind of figured I'd get a machine, but I didn't. I actually got to talk to an actual person in the middle of the night. He found just what he was looking for. Oh, they were great people. You need a team of people that know what they're doing. Optima Tax, they know what they're doing. Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors. I saved an incredible amount of money. Happy don't even come close. I was absolutely overjoyed. Take Wesley's advice. If you're in any kind of trouble with the IRS, call Optima Tax Relief. 
Don't trust anybody else. Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. This is the John Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. So I got busted today. I walk my dogs uh, for the last couple of years almost every day at South Fayette uh, Park. It's uh, Lake Fairview Park. The nicest dog park you could ever imagine. And uh, I was walking with a, a friend of mine uh, and our two dogs and his dog and my wife and we happen to be walking in the area that is uh, not um, listed as no leash. And so a, a woman who runs the park told us that we needed to go somewhere else, and we told her we thought it was ridiculous because uh, when I go there, if I, if I go there five days in a week uh, and it's a total of five hours, I spend uh, four hours and 52 minutes probably not seeing another human being. So they have another area where you are allowed to walk your dogs without a leash. And it's beautiful. And you go there on a Saturday, for example, there'll be multiple people up there throwing Frisbees, balls, everything. The dogs are having a great time. And that's supposed to be the off-leash area. So what they've done at South at this park is that they've built a, uh, a, a, a new dog park, which is enclosed. It's five stinking acres. This other thing is gigantic, okay? And you can take your dogs up there. Nobody cares. Everybody who's there has a no, their dog not on a leash. Now, I was, I was uh, not uh, adhering to the rules. I was breaking the law, and I don't, I'm not a resident of South Fayette, so I have not a leg to stand on in this. So I'm, I was wrong, and they were right to tell me all this stuff. But I have to tell you about the stupidity. The stupidity. to take. The, the, I was told that they're going to change the rules, and the beautiful spot I, I described where it was wide open, where everybody could bring their dogs, that's no longer going to be off-leash. They're going to make people put their dogs on a leash. No sensible human being would ever go five minutes out of their way to take their dog to this beautiful, wide-open place and put it on a leash. It's just beyond stupid. And so that's what they're going to expect people to do. And so I told her it was ridiculous. It was a tip, another example of a, a busybody bureaucrat ruining something good. And she said, but we're doing it to keep the park. Are you ready for the magic word? What do you think the magic word is, Mike? Safe. Remember COVID when we heard safe all the time? That's the new word for stupid bureaucrats. And I got hit with it today. And I apologize to the woman for the way I spoke to her. John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.